Welcome to Maximoff Overdrive, your podcast from TV and the Incomparable, where the three of us, Kelly Gamont, Don Melton, and me, Lisa Schmeiser, take a look at every episode of WandaVision, and we try to figure out <laughs> what it's about, and why we're so excited about it, and what we're thinking about obsessively until the next episode drops. This is the second episode in our podcast series. You can rewind your player to get the first one we did where we tackled the first three episodes. I'm super excited to tell you that as of right now, Maximoff Overdrive will be covering episodes on an individual basis. That's right. You'll get a podcast for episode number four, episode number five, all the way through, however many Wanda Maximoff lets us have. <laughs> I've yeah, when she every- shows up and says, no, that's when we're done. So the way this podcast works, we do a quick recap of the episode. What happened? Where did it end? Then we go into our round robin discussion, talking about what we loved and why. Then we go into a second round robin where Don Mountain schools us thoroughly in how this ties into the comics verse. And we make a few Marvelverse contributions where and when relevant. Then we do a round robin with the unanswered questions to see if the number of unanswered questions actually goes down or if, in fact, we have to begin plotting it on a logarithmic scale to keep track of everything. <laughs> <laughs> Having gotten those formalities out of the way, let's commence with a recap of season one, episode four, titled We Interrupt This Program. <laughs> so good. Great title. <sighs> yes, I love the theme where they just keep looping in they keep looping in phrases that you've heard in a hist- in the history of broadcast television. Mm. So to recap, this episode breaks from the format of the previous three, where instead of tackling a specific decade and paying homage to a specific sitcom, we begin instead with the dramatic desnapping or unsnapping <laughs> of Monica. Unblipping. 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 Yeah. No, yeah, I really I refuse to blip. use. Oh, I refuse to use that. It's terrible. Um, it is because it was so much more than it, it was five years. Yeah, it was five years, right? Yeah. Anyway, Monica yeah. Rambo has been go- has 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 been demonicaed. He's just just snapped out of existence for five years. We get to see her come back, and when she had been snapped out of existence, she had been sitting at her mother's bedside as uh, Maria Rambo, who we all saw in the awesome Captain Marvel movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Maria Rambo unfortunately had breast cancer. Had uh, Monica, to the best of her knowledge, was sitting next to her mom after she recovered from surgery. She comes back five years later. It's very dramatic, excellent scene. Finds out her mom has died. Finds out in the next scene that her job has effectively changed. And somebody she very clearly distrusts with the last name of Hayes um, is now running the place um, as an interim director. This, ha- this despite having been five years. She's desperate to work. He's desperate to get her, her out of HQ for some reason. He's like... Go check out the weirdness in Westview, New Jersey. So she drives to Georgia, where this is obviously filmed. <laughs> yeah, that is not New Jersey. There's close. no way that's New Jersey. It's close. But... No. Yeah, no. Bless your hearts thinking you could sell us that that was New Jersey. But okay. First of all, there are no roundabouts. Second of all, there are no Italian restaurants. Third of all, there's no shore. So... <laughs> So Monica drives to Georgia by way of New Jersey or vice versa, has a little X-File-ish moment where she's talking to um, a couple cops who are like, there's never been a Westview, there's only Eastview. This despite the fact they're standing next to a sign saying, welcome to Westview. And then we get a tie into the MCU at large when Agent Jimmy Woo, who we last saw on Ant-Man 2 and is played by Randall Park, comes up, demonstrates his mastery of close magic by flipping over his FBI card and Not tells her- that, but his mastery of the Bakersfield accent. Oh God, he's so great. That too. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to him in a bit. But he says he he tells her something which pricks up everyone's ears, namely the town doesn't want me to investigate. Can't you feel it? Um, Monica cannot. As a matter of fact, she's drawn to it almost magnetically. Plunges her arm through the energy field and gets sucked into Westview. And this, my friends, is the story of how Geraldine becomes a resident of Westview, and um. <laughs> Solves the mystery introduced to Vision in the last episode when Agnes is like, she's not from here. So yeah, her name, it turns out, we, we find out in this episode was not Geraldine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that too. I will also say that when uh, she had the name Geraldine, I thought it was an homage to Flip Wilson. Yes. I did too. Uh, 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 well, that was I mean, my first uh, thought anyway. No. 
but and I hope it wasn't because it was that's a little bit too African American. Yeah. In a white person way. You know, yeah. I, I can say yeah. that being a, a, a white person. Uh, a patronizing white person way. I hope yeah. it wasn't that reason. But yeah. the other thing to keep in mind is this episode is essentially one long ass flashback all through the previous three episodes. So what are the critiques? And we'll work this out right after the recap, which I have to finish. Long story short, we get we recapitulate the whole scene where Geraldine stumbles by, oh, uh, oh, Pietro got killed by Ultron, didn't he? And Wanda's all, wait, what? And we see her use her energy bolts to fling Geraldine out of the Westfield bubble, telling her, you're a trespasser, you don't belong. Um, and then on the way out, Monica discovers that when she went in, there were two cops who could tell you it was that, that that Westview never existed. When she comes out, there's an entire paramilitary complex set up. Occupying the paramilitary contract, uh, complex is her loathed boss, the FBI, the Air Force, an Air Force investigatory agency, a bunch of free range nerds. And among those free range nerds, Darcy Lewis, who, as it turns out, dropped, hey. the, dropped the poli sci thing and decided to get a PhD in astrophysics because I guess um, two Thor movies will, will, will make a girl embrace the STEM career. Anyway, it is our girl, Dr. Darcy Lewis, who figures out the Now television. a doctor. Yes, yes. doctor of astrophysics, no less. I just want to know if she like opened the Bifrost and that was her PhD defense. And she's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Darcy, as it turns out, is the one who figures out that um, amidst all the background space noise that happens, that there's the television broadcast. So she's the one who's now watching things, effectively providing a way for the residents of the town of Westview to get surveilled. We find out that everybody in the town has a civilian New Jersey identity, except for Agnes. <laughs> well, well, also and Dottie. They didn't uh, have um, Dottie there. Yeah. They had Agnes up. They didn't have her name yet. So we don't no. know if they haven't found her. They, or they just hadn't found her name by the time they showed that, or yeah. they hadn't found Dottie. Yeah. But suspicion is suspicion up to 11. Is yeah, suspicion Absolutely. is hurt. Agnes and Dottie, not named on the board, while everybody else we've run across has been. So Wanda, still inside the bubble, able to push people out. Monica, able to go in the bubble, able to be evicted from the bubble. Darcy Lewis, able to get into a TV show and unravel a mystery. Also, apparently able to do physics. And finally, Vision, maybe dead, maybe not. There's a really discomforting moment where Wanda looks over and she sees him as he was at the end of... Avengers Infinity War and then which by the way uh -huh. staring a foot and a half from my 4k uh, <laughs> monitor when I watched the episode folks I loaded my pants on that one so <laughs> Um, none of you were like uh, like me. That was very disturbing. Well, mother of the year over here uh, watches it with her 10-year-old. And my daughter actually had like a two-hour period from two to four that morning where she was like, every time I close my eyes, I see it. Oh, God. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> well, you can tell her. You can yeah. tell her. The 64-year-old guy you know had the same problem. You know a grown yeah. adult that had the same reaction. Yeah. Yeah. The episode ends on its most disquieting note yet, where Wanda sees Vision dead for a moment, then she sees him alive again. She tells him they can never leave Westview because it's their home now, and she has everything under control. We get a moment of Vision's terrified grimace, which then slides into kind of a resigned smile, before he sits down with one of the twins, they settle down on the couch and begin to watch TV. There's your episode. You do? Yeah, yeah. The 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 ones who are watching are watching. It's 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 like layers of meaning within meaning. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, so that's and this the episode. is where we get we get this folded into the other, uh, the other stuff we've already seen. So we mm -hmm. find out that Darcy is the person who's writing in a notebook at the end of the first episode. Yes, and we right. we sort of get the 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 folding in and out of all of these together. Mm -hmm. And we find so, out, we also find out that Agent Wu is the one who's Wanda. Who's doing this to you, Wanda? Wanda. Yeah. And then we also find out. Which was we were, Darcy's idea. Yes. yes. Dar again, yeah. Darcy, Darcy Lewis can't Because apparently she's, she's the only smart one in that whole damn complex. I she's the only nerd that's not a super nerd was my take on it. She's because... always been really good about like not 
being too reverent, if that yeah. makes sense. She's very grounded and 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 like aware. Like yeah. that's what I mean by like not yeah. super nerdy because she was the one that went, I need a TV. Like it would yeah. never have occurred to anyone else that this is a broadcast, I don't think. Yeah. And yeah. even if it had, it wouldn't have occurred to them what needed what tools were needed in order to decipher yeah. that broadcast. So that but was the also, part that I thought was interesting was yeah. that I, in that I piece. love how she she hefts up the big uh <laughs> Uh, scope there on the table. It's like, you know, it. no, yeah. I don't need any help. Yeah. yeah. So we've clearly moved on to part B, which is the round robin, <laughs> which is what do you love and why? And I think we're all united in our love for Darcy Lewis. Yes. yes. And, um, and my love for Jimmy Woo and that card yes! trick he finally learned. I'm so happy Absolutely. for him. Absolutely. So do you want to know when my crush on him was like solidified? Because like I had the proto crush in Ant-Man 2 when he shows up because he's just so darn nice. Let's point out like if he looks familiar, you might remember him from the movies. Yeah. Yeah. You would remember him from Ant-Man 2 where he's the FBI agent in charge of monitoring Scott when Scott's on house arrest. And you also find out over the course of the movie that he is very earnest and very into upholding the law. Like he passionately believes that if you're law enforcement, your job is to enforce the law, but you do it compassionately and fairly so that everybody gets treated fairly. And you also find out that he's a youth pastor and he thinks that close up magic will make him cool. <laughs> so yes. it's, it's just like, it's a guy who like reads as fundamentally decent through that movie and what I really liked about him in episode four, um, there are two things. One, I liked that when he tried to communicate with Wanda, he tried to do so from a position of sympathy where he's like, Wanda, who's doing this to you? As opposed mm -hmm. to, Wanda, what are you doing? Um, exactly. So I like that he starts by trying to establish a rapport with Wanda. I love that he keeps calling Darcy Dr. Lewis. Like he uses her professional title and just lays it out there. And I also love that either he's impervious to sarcasm or he deflects it by pretending not to understand it. Because mm -hmm. at some point when Hayes is like, Quantico must really miss you. Like he just says, no, softball season's over. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yes. <laughs> I also like the fact in the scene where he's briefing the rest of the team mm -hmm. that he obviously is very good at his job. Yes. yes. It's... He 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 is like a nebbish nerd. You, you nailed the word, Lisa. Earnest, mm -hmm. yes. but he's also incredibly competent. And I love that he is both of those because mm -hmm. it's very easy to sort of make the you know because he's sort of a joke to everybody else. So it's easy to make him a joke to the audience because he's also sort of bumbling somehow. But it's obvious, like when this opportunity arose for him to for him to you know, have to go on this mission or whatever and like do this investigating that obviously he was on top of it and mm -hmm. had his poop in a group as they say. Yeah. Um, yeah. When they don't have, when, when they don't have explicit tags, they say poop in a group. And uh, he, <laughs> so he, like he was, he was really on top of it as soon as like he had started working with Darcy on uh, what, things needed to you know like what what shape is this taking what kind of theory do you have and once he got that and ran with it uh you know he it was clear he was the one in charge of that you know that particular piece of the investigation and it was really nice to watch him to to watch him be sort of that that nerd mm -hmm. you know oh uh you know when 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 he starts talking about like you know other guys had Michael Jordan on their wall, and I had Elliot, I had Elliot Ness, Ness, you know. And, <laughs> and, and when Darcy offers him chips, do you want? They're watching Wanda have the babies. Yes, he's got the chips. She's like, do you want one? He's like, I can't. Yeah, I thought it'd be nice. And then, oh, you need a chip. Um, oh, chips. Yeah, that's okay. Cool. <laughs> no, I, I well, you, know, Kelly, nice. you bring up something. You bring up something really interesting, which is that in a room full of people who come off as very barky and peremptory and high-handed with their knowledge, like. He seems to come off as a harmless, nebbishy, nerdy type, but I think what it is instead is it's sort of like a, like it's a quiet dominance play because he's like, I'm incorruptible. I'm absolutely sincere about my job. Mm -hmm. I'm never gonna, I'm, I'm never gonna half heart this. Yeah. So you know, I will take you absolutely as seriously as you insist on taking me, and yeah. that works out. I, I, I think it's amazing to see. Um, and this is where Don is welcome to tell me. <laughs> that we're getting into the weeds or not. I think it's amazing to see a man in the MCU or Marvel where you've got this model of masculinity modeled around like 
competence and people and people skills as opposed to like firepower and or muscles and or working outside the law and or abusing power you know yeah like, this is if he reminds me of anybody it's of mm-hmm. agent colson yes yeah yeah and he's he's not embarrassed that he's nerdy he's not yeah. embarrassed about the amount of knowledge he carries around in his brain yeah. and he's not embarrassed about the amount of knowledge he doesn't have like he knows when to defer to darcy on what this yeah. is what could it mean like what other theories do you have you know and and i really love that like he he absolutely knows in any situation like where he ranks in that yeah. room like both like politically like amongst mm-hmm. the other people that are there but also like um the thing that we are talking about is not the thing that is my thing. And mm-hmm. so that means it's up to Dr. Lewis to inform us of what's going on or whatever. And it was a thing that I really enjoyed about him because the other crazy smart people we saw sort of had other stuff that went along with that. Right. The, like, thing, that, you know, are, are, the thing that says about both him and Darcy Lewis, the commonality they, they have and that they bring to the show mm-hmm. and why I think it feels so refreshing is we finally have two people on screen who are 100% comfortable with themselves. Yes. And they take that with them because you, you take a look at poor Monica, who we should be talking about more because she's giving us like this first person in, <laughs> in, entry into, yes. the, into the experience of feeling profoundly unmoored. Um, you know, yeah. Monica clearly is not comfortable with herself or the world or everything that's changed. It's only been and, and what we find out is this show has taken place um, allegedly just like three weeks after people have uh yep. been returned after, after, yeah. after, after somebody after online i can't say blipped i, I, I have the, to say decent. Yeah. i watched a video on the weekend uh, mm-hmm. somebody on uh i think it was on the weekend somebody online did all the work calculating <laughs> to the day what day this happened <laughs> yeah. based on the movies and everything mm-hmm. else and they documented how they did it and i went your math checks out yeah <laughs> so it's like three weeks yeah. after endgame yeah. And I thought, mm-hmm. which really disturbed me because I thought, you know, I would have thought Wanda needed a little bit more time to go this batshit nuts. <laughs> but what we remember, we established in the previous episode that it was light inside and it's dark outside. I feel like time works differently. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like Westview is un, is is no longer anchored to our world's fourth dimension as it were it yeah it's it's like tethered loosely at best yeah um also this makes me really glad that darcy lewis uh did a lot over her five years to pivot from poli sci to a phd and um you know also agent who had five years to practice close magic i'm I'm glad to know they weren't snapped i I (laughs) love i i just love him like if Mm -hmm. if him and Darcy had their own show. Like I, would I, totally, yeah. I mean, I would, oh, I, I I totally would watch, watch that, that so hard. We would yeah, have another yeah. podcast. Like, I mean, like if they had a podcast, I would listen yeah. to it. Like, and I totally would not put it past Disney yeah. for them to like, you know, start their own show. Talk about this crazy show they've been watching mm-hmm. or something like in universe would well, be amazing. Uh, they oh. had things to do while the blip was going on the five years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I listened to an interview with both of the actors and the interviewers was just great. I can't remember who it was, mm-hmm. but I asked them like, so did you get blipped or what was your understanding? And they said, you know, we brought this up and it was their understanding talking to the writers. No, it makes more sense if you weren't blipped. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so, because for her, it would make a sense that would give her time to, you know, get the doctorate, do all that kind of stuff. And uh, obviously, uh, for uh, Jimmy Woo to learn that card trick. So, <laughs> by the way, it turns out on the card trick that he did not know how to do that. So and he, he had, had to, to learn, learn that. He really for, did have to learn. Yeah, and he, didn't he have actually had to learn it. He had two days basically to learn it. Oh, my it. gosh. <gasps> and so uh, he no was in a panic at first because he didn't want to have to like them to have to film it 40 or 50 times. So they yeah. did a couple of takes, but he did it, you know, just totally fluid. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. Amazing. Um, I want to bring the, the, the blip bigger, not back to Monica, just because I feel, 
you've got a woman who has discovered that her beloved mother is dead and has been dead for some time. She didn't have a chance to say goodbye to somebody who she was already grappling with losing. And -hmm. then she discovers that the nature of her job has changed and she's no longer allowed to go into space. And then she discovers somebody she doesn't like is running the agency. And um, what I wonder is because she's carrying around this grief and this sense of bereavement, if that's why she could get sucked in. If if there's something, uh, if there's some sort of sympathetic resonance going on there, the thing that she that like she has a hole, yeah, and yeah, like um, much like Wanda's, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and that I, made I her that really identified good, her as safe. If that made sense, you know. Yeah, I think that's a really good theory. I only worry about the beekeeper guy. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. Um, and what we find out is that was actually a sword agent who was attached to a tether. Um, a, a, a very modern cave jump rope. And as yeah. he passes through um, the bubble, which extends below the surface of the ground, we find out. So yes, which one, was a question. Yeah. So one, one can presume it's almost like a globe at this point. Like it's, it's clearly. Yes. And a by the way, Jimmy Wu was right mm-hmm. about that. Yes. Director, you know. Yes. He's the one who raised it. Um, yeah. But the guy passes through his tether immediately turns into a jump rope and it is severed. And then yeah. his hazmat suit is turned into a beekeeper suit. And that's where the beekeeper and the bees with, come from. With live bees. Yeah. And, yes. um, I, and why is that? Because of production design. I love <laughs> that joke when they show the picture of the, the drone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, oh. by the way, when um, uh, Monica Rambeau takes it out of the trunk, it's obviously got Captain Marvel colors. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I did. And, I did notice that. That's got twenty Stark colors. One of yeah, one, and it's like you know yeah. why? Why yeah. did it change? And Jimmy Woo has a uh, great line. I'm thinking production design. <laughs> it's what I also thought was interesting about this episode is I know that a complaint among some of the TV critics who assessed the show was, oh, the first three episodes, we don't get much framing, we don't get any progress on this mystery, we just don't know. And this fourth episode sort of feels like a, okay, dummies, let's frame it for you. Mm -hmm. They weren't paying attention to the information they were getting. Mm. Right. You were getting information every episode. This is not a show that that spoon feeds you. A lot of shows that don't, you know, sometimes start out not very popular because three episodes isn't always enough to establish the thing or give you any sort of payoff on anything. Like all I got is set up. I don't care about any of these people. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they're doing. Thumbs down, you know, or whatever. And that, and you know, like this one in particular is another one where, you know, episode four is the magic. Yeah. Or at least episode four lets you get a better grasp on the stakes because you see, you see that whatever's going on in Westview has completely disrupted an FBI thing at this point. It's gotten mm-hmm. the attention of all of, of, of the might of the of the might of the US government, as it were. Yeah. Um, it's and perhaps more disquieting, however, is it's showing that Wanda's ability to keep a tight rein on reality is slipping. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, we saw it in the last one and there was like, oh, maybe it's her, maybe the pregnancy is what's making her her powers go cuckoo, um, you know, because she can't control them. And it's very funny and it's very sitcom-y. But what I thought was super interesting was this time she has that extremely emotional bit with Mo- with Monica and she blasts her through several walls and then out of the bubble altogether. You're a trespasser. You don't belong here. She fixes the damage. And then she turns around and she sees her husband and he's dead, like just dead, dead, real dead. Yeah. And she has a moment where she's really freaked and, you know, dead visions on what? And she's, she has to like blink and shake her head. And she's like, no, nothing, nothing. And yeah, then she almost dissociates when she's talking to him because he's kind of like, Wanda, we can go anywhere. We can do anything. And and then the, he looks like uh, a person in a hostage situation. <laughs> and, and like when Elizabeth Olsen's performance, she goes, no, we can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to unpack. Is this her being patronizing? Is this some sort of programming kicking in? Is this her being, is this her being like, no, we can't because then the illusion goes away. Um, yeah. It's so, it's such a great scene because Elizabeth you're not sure Olsen how to read in that, it. In that scene before oh. with Monica where, 
she she opens up a can of whoop ass and knocks her through mm-hmm. four literally the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. four walls there. Elizabeth Olsen can do that look where it's like, okay, ma'am, uh, I, d- I really don't want to screw with you right now. Just like, <laughs> yeah. just that expression on her face, totally mm-hmm. scary. And then she does the frighten of what she sees, a vision. And then she does the thing where she's going off into, you know, La La Land there almost. Mm-hmm. She's almost pleading with him to believe the lie. Mm-hmm. I felt like she was trying to convince both vision and herself yes she has everything under control that she was only maybe 40 percent talking to him and was 60 percent talking to herself that's yeah yeah because i think um i think ejecting geraldine uh Mm -hmm. put like a seam like you know like it it you know it was a crack and through that crack she saw vision yeah how he is and not how she wants him she recapitulated the battle experiences as it were yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. I, but I felt like, you know, maybe she needed a second to recharge or she needed a second, yeah. you know, to like recoup so that she could continue making mm-hmm. the illusion. And that was like a seam where it was showing that this wasn't quite the world that she had constructed. Yeah. No, it's, it's your, your onto Cause in episodes one through three, her magic is harmless and daffy. Like she's powerful, but it's like, Oh my, my mobile full of butterflies turns into life butterflies isn't that cute or yeah. um oh i i had a crazy dinner but i was able to pull it all together because oh isn't that cute or oh i can move the beds in our bedroom oh aren't i aren't i cute and modern and i think when she when she commits an act of violence like she can't hold on to the illusion yeah yeah exactly like yeah. she's turning back into herself and the Scarlet Witch is not who lives in Westview. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's such a great final scene. And I actually rewatched the credits a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to break down um, why I was so disturbed by it because, um, you know, we've talked about this, like the credits always focus on um, a close-up of Wanda's eyes and then a close-up of vision. Mm-hmm. And, um, this time when they did the close-up, it was on dead vision. I I did not notice that the first three times I watched the episode. That's yeah. how stupid I am. Took the fourth time I, and I was like, I had that in my notes. I was going to mention that. Thank you for mentioning it. Yeah. Oh, it was just. um Creepy though. But it's yeah. the level of detail in this mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's when you look at the whiteboard where they have all the different theories and um, oh you know. by the way wasn't it great <laughs> mm-hmm. that he was writing down all the questions we as an audience have we have yes yes <laughs> which is why how I, do they work <laughs> yes well what I wonder is is you got all these reviewers who again got the first three episodes and were like this show yeah 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 and then episode four and I wonder if the writers room was like okay this is where we separate the sheep from the goats as it were. And yeah. and see who's gonna ride along and who's gonna like this is this felt like a little hit hit to the dopamine button with oh see you've been paying attention for three episodes bing mm-hmm. and you're like yes more please I'll 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 suffer all the questions I have to ask because <laughs> yeah. they have the hexagons thing did you notice that in the bottom left corner like someone had written scroll question mark so um that's a thing that we now have to wonder is if there are shape-shifting aliens inside Westview. Oh my God. Okay. Oh, <laughs> seriously. The reason I went, Oh my God is because we usually have um, round C, which is we put everything in context with the Marvel verse and round D unanswered questions. And yes. um, I'm going to collapse those like a dying star into one round. Okay. And say, okay, you can't put a scroll on a whiteboard. In episode four. <laughs> and Would that be Chekhov's scroll? Well, you can't have Jimmy Wu also mention he's got somebody under witness protection. Oh, yeah. That that's my primary, che- that's my number one question for, yeah. the, for the unanswered Chekhov's question section. Specific. Who's he looking for? Does, yeah. are, are the scrolls now under witness protection, you know? Oh, I never even thought about it being a scroll. I'm just like, did he lose Ant-Man again? Yeah. Or what? 
Well, he he does where Ant Man is. Everyone knows where Ant Man is. I saw him three weeks ago fighting fighting Thanos and his horse. Yeah, but it's been three weeks. Where is he now? Um, good question. Well, we know he went to a funeral. And like, what's the, and we what's his what's his deal, right? Like, yeah. we well, don't know. Like, you know, now that he's back and everything, like, we don't know his we don't know his situation. So, well, you that was the that, thing uh, I was wondering about is because the only thing we know him for, like, we know Agent Wu as a result of knowing Ant Man, and so I yeah, just but Scott, assume... Scott finished out his probation. Um, yeah, Scott finished his probation. Then there was the snap. Then there was the unsnap. Um, then there was the big fight. And while all of this is going on, presumably Wu was working his way up through the San Francisco office and then mm-hmm. onto whatever else was going on. And I would bet that he probably has like a Google alert for Scott Lang now. <laughs> yes. Now, but remember, Scott Lang's name appears on the plinth in um, Avengers yeah. Endgame because they thought he's listed he as was one of the dead, even yeah. though he wasn't snapped. Yeah. yeah. He'd be listed as one of the dead, and you have that whole. Um, and again, as a San Franciscan, um, when you have all the San Francisco scenes, I'm busy shouting, "Not San Francisco! Not San Francisco!" We don't have that many deciduous trees like that. At some point, maybe Disney Plus is like, "Okay, here are the adventures of Jimmy Woo, you nerds. You'll find out what yes. he did for you'll find I, out what he did for five years. Fine. I, I, yeah. I want to know. Please tell me. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't know I wanted to until you gave me more of him. Yes. And like him and Darcy, I would watch them watch TV like all day. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. It would be so indeed. fun. Indeed. Uh, so anyway, getting to the the witness protection, I mm-hmm. hadn't, st- I stupidly hadn't thought scroll, but that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, and if it is a scroll, then it could obviously be anybody we've seen in town so far, also, because scrolls. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. It could because be. we're all what? Oh <gasps> wait a minute! What if? What if Dottie is a scroll? Yes. For the children. Oh my god. Anyway, uh, this I, I love. No, this what if it's what if it's everybody? That's oh. what I'm saying. Like we, a scroll because remember they were they were mm-hmm. at the fence and because everybody in town is a because everybody in town is a what? Yeah. So maybe the whole town is populated with scroll. Yeah, uh, we've reached the crazy theory portion of the program. Hello and welcome to Kelly's home for crackpot theories. Um <laughs> My other unanswered question, I only had, I had two, like, specific ones for uh-huh. this episode, aside from the general WTF of all of it. Um, who's Agent Wu looking for that yeah. would be in Westview that he couldn't find? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one is, who did Monica run into at the hospital? Because when she got unsnapped and she walked out of the room, she went down the hall and she kind of bumped into the doctor who said, I need to call my wife, I need to call my wife. And then she kept walking and like practically headbutt some dude who hits the deck and we never see his face. And so you're wondering if he, if he means and, something or if that's just, she ran into. No, I'm convinced yeah. he does. Ah. I just don't know who he is because I went back through it like a frame at a time and we mm-hmm. really never see his face. And the first time I watched it, um, when I like out of, you know, it was a very out of the corner of your eye sort of thing that you see him and mm-hmm. you see him hit the floor and you see the back of him and it look, you know, and it was like somebody wearing like a long sleeve, you know, like a flannel shirt, like open and a pair of jeans, just some sort of like sort of standard height looking guy. And I'm like, is that Peter Parker? Did he just get unsnapped in the hospital too? Wait, like, no, no, he would have been unsnapped on a different planet. Remember? Yeah, but no, but the first time through, I'm like, who did she run into? And my first mm-hmm. thought, based on what I could see of him, was like, is that Peter Parker? That would be weird, but is is it? And then we never, we never see who it is. We never, they, you know, somebody else comes and takes him away. So all we really ever see of him is his back. So Mm. I feel like we're going to get another episode later where we see Monica come down the hall and that guy is somehow like the pivotal point of that scene and not her. Uh, I don't know when, you know, like. We'll have to revisit the home for crackpot theories and see if that one, if if that one ever gets gets adopted. Yeah. Yeah, Here's a question for you. Here's a question for you two. Uh-huh. Uh, so what's the format of the episodes going forward? Because we've had three in the bottle mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then one outside the bottle. So are they mm-hmm. going to be mixtures or are we going back in the bottle for the next episode? I think now that we've shown that the membrane is permeable or semi-permeable to uh, bring back my old <laughs> microbiology days, they have they i mean the the surveillance apparatus they have somebody who's been inside and can be debriefed once she mm-hmm. 
recovers from her concussions and contusions. <laughs> Seriously. Um, I think they're going to keep trying to get in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that we're going to see the sitcoms start off and go increasingly off the rails, or we're going to see the sitcoms um, start and they'll start in a really disquieting way that, that indicates something is really wrong or the system is breaking down here. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think like you don't go, to, you don't go to the effort. I feel like they've gone to, I feel like the people who do this show have gone to a whole lot of effort to set up the expectation that you'll have sitcom tropes. And this is Wanda working through some stuff with her uh-huh. sitcom tropes and there's maybe other mysteries to solve underneath it or through it. And um, I think we'll see like the eighties and the nineties. Yep. And as we get closer and closer to Wanda's present and um, closer and closer to the traumas that she's lived in that present, we'll yeah. probably see more cracks because she won't be able to hold it together. So how many episodes do we know how many episodes we get this season? I don't know. Nine, nine, I believe. Yeah. Nine. nine. Okay. Nine. So I'm going to guess uh, we've got four now. So mm-hmm. we got uh, three sitcoms and a sword. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to get three sitcoms and a sword. And then like the, the, the finale will be both. Mm. Yeah. I, but I, I think th- what we might get is, uh, mm-hmm. I think it will be primarily sitcom. Like instead of being 25 minutes of sitcom, it'll be 20 minutes of sitcom and we'll get a bit at the end or we'll get a bit at the beginning and then we'll get the sitcom. I mm-hmm. think. Um, I don't know, but the last one's going to be a two-parter. I feel like they're not going to be able to resist leaning in hard to the golden age of 1980s sitcoms. Oh, they, how can they not? Like, that has to be a whole episode, right? Yeah. Like, we, we need it. Possibly two, even. I could <laughs> get behind that. Because uh, that's my era. So yeah. I could totally get behind that. I think because the MCU, by its nature, is compulsively serialized storytelling... I don't think we can expect happy endings for a lot of people. No. Oh yeah. And this so I'm like, not. I absolutely do not. Yeah. I'm bracing myself for that already because I'm like, I'm rooting for so many people on the show and I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yes. I should maybe not like him as much as I do. Yeah. Oh. It's, yeah. it's not, there's going to be somebody real hard here not to that get it's not going to go well for. Yeah. So uh, the question, the question uh-huh. I have is, um, is, not necessarily how this wraps up. Is there a second season for this? Mm. I think, mm, I don't know. So I feel like there could be. The answer I'm going to give to that is it really depends on who everybody is revealed to be by the end of the first season. Yes. Because like a disturbing alternative or a disturbing suggestion (laughs) (laughs) is that Wanda Maximoff uh, basically consigns Westview to perpetual television cycles and you get another season of these people trying to break out somehow or so you could go that direction. Um, Mm -hmm. When they started this show, like I thought, Oh, WandaVision, like Wanda plus vision. It's, it's a portmanteau. It's like one of those dumb couple names. WandaVision. It's like Benifer. And now I'm like, okay, it's more like Wanda television as in she's the show and the programmer at the same time. Yeah. And Don, I don't, I have a hard time seeing how you would perpetuate that. I think it would have to be completely different if they have a second season. I mean, you could still have Wanda Maximoff and vision, right? but it would have to be completely different. The other thing is, is, you know, she's going to be in the, the next, the second Dr. Strange movie. Yeah. Okay. And so is she helping Dr. Strange or is she the big bad? Is this whole nine episode season just setting up her to be the big bad? Cause I'm really worried. That's the case. Me too. Mm. Well, they didn't really have much relationship in the, in the films, right? Yeah. Like we get Do- her with Dr. In, Strange. Yeah. Like I mean, she doesn't even know who he is. Yeah. Like, exactly. They were sort of in the same battles, but it wasn't like they hung out or anything. To be like fair, that. there were like, like so many people in those battles. I mean, she oh, could tr- just assume sure. that he's like a Wakandan exchange student. It's <laughs> Exactly. And they were both flipped, right? Yeah, they, exactly. They were both yeah. Flipped, so. Yeah. I mean, they weren't even on the same planet when they got blipped either. So, so there's yeah. right. <laughs> I'm still back at what okay, we've issues. lost. That Kelly. was hilarious. Um, <laughs> well, okay, so I have one question that I think uh-huh. can be answered. 
Um, and that is for Dawn specifically in context of the Marvel verse because uh, this is the first time I've ever heard of Sword. Oh yeah, Sword. I know it goes with Shield, Obs, but mm-hmm. I don't know anything about who Sword is from the comics. Okay, so believe it or not, Sword was created by Joss Whedon. He, he was a co-creator of Sword. Okay, and I believe it was created, if memory serves, uh, for the X Men. Okay, it started off as an offshoot of Shield, but you know was doing its own thing. And sure. honestly, that's about all I I know about it. That was what so, I was wondering about. Was like I figured, obviously it goes with Shield, but I didn't remember it from anything in comics, and that might be why. So. Yeah, and so what I don't know is for the MCU, what um, what the relationship with Shield is. Yeah. So well, that, my question was: Is it from the comics, and can anything from the comics tell us uh, something that might inform, you know, show theories? And that was really my question. So I did get an answer, and the answer is mm, so. That's good. <laughs> yeah, so so I wish I knew more about that from the comics. The thing is with uh, Agnes and Agatha Harkness, Agnes, which we yeah. mis- uh, mentioned mm-hmm. the last episode, mm-hmm. that could definitely be a link because she's a super powerful witch and she was uh, the Scarlet Witch's mentor at one time oh, okay. mm-hmm. uh, during now, uh, during the co- uh, the comics. So uh, does she have any kind of relationship with Doctor Strange? No. Okay. Not that, uh, not that I recall, but you got to remember in Marvel, when you think about Marvel comics, Kelly, (laughs) everything has happened in Marvel comics and it's all been retconned. I was going to say, and it's all been unhappened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's quantum. (laughs) So so she's Schrodinger's witch is what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think that's so, fair. <laughs> but there's obviously something up with Agnes because she's different. Mm-hmm. And there's something up with Dottie uh, mm-hmm. uh, because she's obviously very different, right? Something's, yeah. yeah, something's up with both of them, but I don't believe it's the same thing. There's a reason that Agnes is um, conditioning Wanda to feel a certain way towards Dottie. And mm-hmm. it wasn't just for a sitcom plot, because I think one of the right. things we've realized is everything Agnes says has to be taken on two levels. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, the thing I'm actually getting increasingly uncomfortable about with the series, mm-hmm. and um, this actually ties back to the comics, is in the comics, Wanda Maximoff is is known for her huge powers, and she's also known for her long history of mental illness and emotional instability. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, the idea of a super-powered madwoman being this thing everybody has to, to, to reckon with, um, it's a story that you have to tell very carefully to tell well. Yes. And um, I would really question where Marvel thinks it's going if they're going to incorporate this mythos into the MCU. Mm-hmm. That, that, that this, again deeply traumatized young woman who was weaponized as a child is somehow like a villain up there with Loki or Thanos or, or more or, or hell or any one of the other um, villains Marvel has had. Yeah. let, Let me just say that as far as a Hollywood producer goes, Kevin Mm -hmm. Faye is, is is pretty woke as they say, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. but you know, you you don't want to make it worse for women, but you also want women to have the opportunity to be uh, the Flawed. insane baddies too. I mean, why yeah. not give them that that opportunity? You can look at this in both directions. Yeah. In one way, I feel bad about that because I don't want her to be the big bad. But in the yeah. other way, God, that would be interesting. She'd be a be super so fun cool. villain, right? Yeah, I mean, she would I, I just be such an awesome villain. But I don't need her to. I don't need her to go crazy to be a villain. I but guess. I think is... the thing I, I grapple with is trauma happens to a privileged rich guy, i.e., Tony Stark, uh-huh. and he and he gets to reinvent himself as a as a billionaire philanthropist superhero who runs the Avengers, right? Yeah. yeah. Trauma happens to this powerless child, and yep. 
she turns into a crazy bad lady and 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 this and again i get that there are decades of of comic book history here and how these characters get interpreted in the comics is a product of the periods in which people write these comics mm -hmm. and the things the writers are hoping to say about them and um i i think what i'm what i'm wary of is i just want them to do right by wanda and if yeah. it means if it means that eventually she decides you know what none of you on earth have done a darn thing for me i'm taking my westview bubble and i'm flying into space and and oh yeah you can bring on doctor strange and his army of sling <laughs> ring goons if you want like if that's where it ends up and it makes sense narratively, I'll be behind it a hundred percent. I'm just, so I don't want to uh, pathologize grief and mental right. illness, you know? What if, I mean, we, I know we've been calling her the villain, but what if it's not necessarily that she's a villain, yeah. but she is who they end up having to battle by virtue of being her, her mm -hmm. grief is destructive. Yeah. Like we got to reel her in, you know? Yeah that's the kind of battle that we're talking about is like, you know, your grief is a danger to yourself and others. And that's what we're trying to, you know, and, and that's what we're fighting is not, it's not, you're a bad guy now and we're mm -hmm. against you. And I love that idea. I, I would, love, mm -hmm. but, the I, other but I almost that, don't want her being conned or controlled because that's also, right. you know, the captive woman who doesn't have agency. It doesn't, yeah. yeah. You know, but that was my other idea was that uh, my my like as you guys were talking about um, Agnes was that Agnes is the person from the outside, you know, and like maybe Wanda's being held prisoner or something. And so Wanda has spun up this reality uh, for herself to deal with everything, because, again, you know, metric truckloads of grief here and trauma and heartache and pain and suffering and she's going through all of this you know and they've got her locked in a cell or something and she spins up this reality for herself and then you know and agnes is the person from out from you know the the captors who is somehow has somehow worked her way into this reality and is the person who's sort of keeping wanda in check like that was the other thing i was thinking about i would much rather it be that like what we're battling is not Wanda, but her grief. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would really it. like to see how that turns out because that's still, like you said, Lisa, that's doing right by Wanda because yeah. she's still an interesting person. She still has a lot of value to everybody and mm -hmm. they want to continue that value. And like, you know, having this battle for her friend, you know, for their friend, like mm -hmm. we wouldn't do this if we didn't care about you. You know, we would just sort of take you down the regular Avengers way, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you're, but you know, you're one of us and, and we want to help you with that. And it's a little more um, civil war dynamic yeah. where like, I really like you and I don't want to have to fight against you, but this is where we are right now. And this is what's happening. And that dynamic I feel like is much more interesting than mm -hmm. Than, than anything else. And it's going to, I mean, I know it's going to turn out to be something that we haven't even thought of yet. That's still going to be, you know, pretty nifty, but. Well, I can't wait. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, I'm glad that you guys talked me off the ledge and provided um, alternative scenarios. And, and, and the thing is, we'll, we'll all be wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, excitingly. So I, th I think the, um, I, I think the value for this podcast to our listeners is that, they can w listen to these after the show has completed completed <laughs> and maybe they can play like bingo or have like a scorecard of how many it. different ways we're wrong and how creatively yes. wrong we are and we can be used as a model for how not to take <laughs> a piece of information and run with it um <laughs> it, you, you know lisa this is kelly and i's westworld podcast just to a t same, I love it. Same yeah. Thing. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. it I like really the fun. idea of like one of our podcasts. It just starts a lot. Let's go. Well. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> like just trying to pull it together. Well, you're in well. luck, Don, and I have done that episode. <laughs> multiple times at least twice so <laughs> yeah. you know what speaking of podcasts this is getting a little too meta let's pull back down to our lightning round to close up this episode and okay name one thing that you wish would happen or be revealed to us in the next episode i want another mystery just like we got here i gotta tell you the thing i love about this is that it is just such a mystery box 
And every time you think they're opening it up, there's another mystery yeah. inside. Yeah. Can they keep that up for nine episodes? <laughs> I, I want more puzzles. Okay. Kelly, what's on your wish list for next week? Not because it necessarily informs anything going forward, but I would really like to know who Agent Wu is looking for. Mm-hmm. I would really like to find yeah. out. I would like that not to be like the big reveal in episode nine is, you know, Oh, all this time I was searching for Dr. Stephen strange. Dun, dun, dun. You know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like I, I want it to be, I, I, I just want to know what that is because I'm really curious who the person could be that could have kicked this off mm. for him, kicked off mm-hmm. his, his entanglement and all of this. Did, did Wu say it was a he? No, he said he no. had someone. It was, he was not. It was not. There was no gender associated with that. No, no. no he was very. Yeah. He was very circumspect about it. So, yeah. so you're missing person. Like he said, mm-hmm. I. You know, I have a missing person. I called known associates. Da 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 da. da. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when Monica's referring to him, she to, referring to the missing person. She just calls the missing person. So yes. your missing person was in mm-hmm. witness protection. That's very clever. He's very it? vague about it. And yeah. so they walked around that so yep. carefully. I hadn't thought yep. about that. That folded in with why he and Monica do in fact believe that Westworld is a place or know about it. You know, mm-hmm. when these guys are standing under the sign going, we have no idea what town you're talking about. I like that you said Westworld when it is in fact Westview. I thought I said Westview. No, no, you did <laughs> not. Westworld. And I'm delighted by that. I'm not surprised at all. I'm sitting here on Skype talking to Dawn about a show where we have no idea what's happening. So no, this is the best. This it was going to happen eventually. Hey, there, there could still be Wild West sex robots in this show. We don't know. All things are possible. You know, Vision is in this show, so I feel like we were. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, and I'll add my quick wish list item, and that is I sincerely hope that next week's credits are actually a ripoff of Family Ties. <gasps> Wouldn't that be awesome? Yes. Yes. Oh, um, the filled in painting. Oh yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Yep. So that's it. I want to thank all of you who have listened to the podcast this week. Again, please start uh, drafting your bingo cards, uh, detailing all of our crackpot theories and or the ways we were wrong. We can't wait to hear <laughs> what you think. Um, and we thank you for your time, attention, and interest in listening. Uh, I'm Lisa Schmeiser. I've been here with Don Melton and Kelly Gamont. Thank you. Thank you.